0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Hello and welcome to another wonderful Bring Your Soul to Work. It is Coach Mo Fall today and I am here to talk about prayer. And you're thinking, how does that have to do with bringing my soul to work? Well, I'm going to tie all of that together. It is a pretty frequent occurrence when our clients say, I thought I was coming here for a career transformation, and I got a whole life transformation. Shout out to some of our gals in our kick-ass workshop. Uh, This week, uh, one of our gals was facing a demotion, losing pay, 15%. uh, She was going to be cut back and be demoted, and they were going to hire someone else on top of her and all sorts of sort of negative and downward spiral on the career and as she's been working with us bringing her soul back to life bringing her vibrancy her truth being able to speak more confidently about who she is what she knows and what's required in her role she's getting an increase and um, moving forward so that's like instead of five steps back it's like 10 steps forward so that's like 15 steps forward so we're super super excited for her and we have women interviewing landing jobs and playing at the next level the level that they knew that they were ready for but so often don't know how to get to so with that being said this is coach Mo Fall I am the founder and creator of the kick-ass career workshop We are an online transformational coaching program where we help professional women leverage their education, expertise, and experience to the next highest level. Oftentimes, in a career as well as in life, we get beaten down and beaten back. And today, I'm going to talk about prayer. I think my headline for the email I sent out this morning was, Are You Still Praying? For that career transformation, I want to rip open the whole concept of prayer and talk about it perhaps in a new way. Uh, If you've been praying most of your life, like I have, I would say all of my life, um, perhaps you're doing it a certain way, and perhaps you're still confused or puzzled as to why it might not always be working for you or why it doesn't really feel congruent, something like that may be happening. Either way, I hope to open your heart, open your mind, and have you have a deeper understanding of how prayer is your direct channel to the highest version of you. Now, this whole entire session isn't meant to be a criticism or judgment on anything or anyone who is praying. Please, just give yourself a little pause to perhaps lean into what I have to say and uh, maybe it will help with your prayer ritual your prayer life perhaps it'll help enrich your soul at a deeper level and maybe it'll bring you to the higher truth of who you really are and what your life is for in the second half of the show today I'm going to be sharing with you some of my prayer rituals how I do it And I'm going to take you through a very beautiful prayer and a a nice story that's attached with that prayer. So let's start off discussing prayer as a channel to find yourself. I was raised to pray for something and to have prayer be an ask Prayer in how I was raised was an external exercise. And what it did is depreciate how I felt about myself and my abilities, and it created a mystery of confusion about a bigger entity out there, who could perform miracles as if riding on a magic carpet to come and do something in my life now we could probably spend days and days maybe even weeks discussing the different dimensions of life consciousness the subconscious how our nervous system relates to the energetic world. I'm going to oversimplify because I only have a limited bit of time here on this radio show. I'm going to oversimplify a few concepts. Concept number one, your body and your life of tables and computers and phones and notebooks and pens is the physical dimension. As far as we know, it's the most slowed down energetic dimension. Um, that creates the appearance, the illusion of solid matter. And it is an illusion because everything that is made in our life, and our universe, is a collection of atoms and molecules that are spinning at an incredibly fast speed that we can't perceive with how we perceive time and space. So it seems solid. Mo, what does this have to do with prayer? Well, hang with me and you'll find out. So we live in our five senses in this physical domain where if we lift something up, we can put it down. We can type on a keyboard and send a message through an electronic highway and someone across the world can receive that message. There are physical things happening in a very robust molecular atomic world. And then there's the world of the space between the atomic particles, the space between me and my computer screen. There's something there. It's not nothing. There are air molecules, hydrogen, oxygen, carbon, nitrogen, and other molecules that are spinning around rapidly, and they're all spinning in a soup of energy. Einstein, when he told us we live in an energetic universe, called it ether, trying to put some type of physical vocabulary on the space that connects all of us, the energetic world that connects all of us, the world we can't see and we can't feel it. But I'm going to submit this to you. If you're in a room with someone who's either in an exuberant mood or someone who's in a down mood. You can probably feel something in that room based on the vibrational pattern coming from that person. You can literally feel in that ether space a vibrational pattern that is coming from someone to you. And physicists will tell us that the space and time between that vibrational pattern and you is really zero that the vibrational plane does not have a time element to it. You feel instantaneously in that ether, in that space in that quantum infinite field and our energy gets broadcast in it too. If you've been following anything around the law of attraction, You might have some of these concepts within you that how we think so we are and how we feel is what we will see. And Wayne Dyer was famous for quoting a passage out of the Tao, if you want to change the things you see, change the way you think. Einstein said that we cannot solve the problems that we have created using the same consciousness that created them. Oftentimes that is translated into thinking, so we think logically, we have to think logically different. And really he was trying to tell us that we have to change our consciousness and change our vibrational place in order to solve things at a different level. So what we would naturally want to do in prayer is to find that space that connects all of us and it connects us to our divine self. We find that space and we hang out there. You see, when we pray to an external source, we're not only disempowering ourselves, but we're expecting that external source to do what we want. Usually that's how prayers go. Please heal my father from his surgery. Please help my mother feel better every day. Please find my lost earrings. Please help me do well in that presentation. We're appealing to some other entity to help us. And I know for decades, if not centuries, this has sort of been how prayer has and transmitted from generation to generation. The mystics typically go to the next level, and being raised a Catholic, there are Catholic mystics. I'm going to introduce you or talk about one later on today. The mystics typically were seeking a space of union with divinity. And rather than asking for something to be intervened on, they were opening themselves up to be a channel of this infinite intelligence, this infinite source of love, which is the highest level of vibrational energy that we humans are aware of. And this vibrational love energy, when we are tapping into it, when we are literally being that, we are allowing ourselves to open up to the next dimensions of experience, not just the dimension of physicalness, but the dimension of spirituality, mysticism, the unknown, unseen place where we can connect to our higher power, connect to our source. And when we spend enough time in that union, we actually feel one with that source. And if you use the word God and believe in God, When we are praying as an internal experience to connect to God, our divine self meets up with the greater divine. And we are in a unique place of awareness. And this place of awareness allows us to experience our expansion, experience our expansiveness, and experience our divinity. It is here that we connect with what's possible. It's here where we connect with acceptance, And allow the flow of our life and our experience and our observation of our life to be flowing with the highest amount of faith that we can connect this experience to. You see, if I want to pray for my mother to feel better, I have a desire in my heart of love for her to not suffer. when I have this desire of love for my mother when I add the to not suffer that means that I am putting my will my fears my worries into my prayer which means I have limited faith if I pray out of pure love pure desire for being in a state of love and for transmitting that pure love feeling and I don't include the negative human fear I have literally transcended in my prayer the humanness that I bring and I'm letting that go. And I'm able to use prayer time to actually be the divine being of myself. And in doing so, wrap the subject of my intentions in that same vibration. You see, if I have a desire based on fear or loss that I am putting into divine energy, it's like putting something in a cake mix. It's like adding something in a cake mix that doesn't belong and it's not going to be a good cake. Our human fears, when they're transmitted across lines that are really meant to be divine, It's like turning the dial down of its potentiality. It's poisoning the pureness and the beauty of that love vibration. I don't suppose an outcome for another human being that might not be in their best interest or it might not be their path. As I was watching my Father slip away in his last few days in hospice three and a half years ago. I found my prayers to be allowing, clearing and cleansing between his soul and mine. I found my prayers, to be asking for peace for not only myself and him but for my whole family gathered there in his room. When our prayer is connection with divine, all the outcomes that unfold in front of us we can see as the divine unfolding. At that point, there was no prayer going to stop my father from slipping away from this physical plane. There was really only selfishness if we were to ask for that. His time was up on this earth and he truly was ready matter of fact, was almost begging God to take him. And so if I would have intervened there with my own human fear and anxieties and worries, what is that? It's not prayer. It is absolutely the opposite of prayer. Now, I'm a cancer survivor, and I know plenty of people were praying for me to survive and get through that and have a positive experience through that and I absolutely appreciate that I was praying for myself also and I certainly wanted a positive outcome I certainly wanted to live through it I certainly wanted to have the least amount of pain and agony and suffering of course I found myself often in prayers of acceptance and ease I found myself often connecting to the higher parts of me to be able to witness this woman who was experiencing something in the physical world and believing that everyone who touched me and had a treatment or procedure or something that they were doing into my physical body for them to be blessed and in their genius zone and to be of pure heart and happy and feeling grateful to be of service. I prayed for an energetic alignment for all the people who were involved in my care to feel one with their talents. And I actually found quite a few times people caring for me sharing some profound experiences as they were caring for me. And I feel rather compelled to share a story about just one of those instances. My mother is a nurse, and so am I. I haven't practiced nursing in quite some time, but I keep my licensing up and I'm proud to call myself a nurse and be a part of that group of awesome human beings. So when I was lying in the intensive care unit after my double mastectomy, I was sort of aware of the routine and what was going on from a medical perspective. I understood the line in my neck and how important it was for me not to have a fever and what my vital signs truly meant and the fact that I needed the tissue that was transplanted on my body into my breast area to to get new blood vessels and be able to become viable. I understood the science and the physiology behind all of that and I was patient and aware of it. I I didn't really fear too much about the physical experience. It was uncomfortable and I was in quite a lot of pain for several days. At one point in my care, there was a nurse assigned to me who was a male nurse. And the nurse on the previous shift said to me, I'm not sure how comfortable you would be with a male nurse. So I wanted to let you know that um, if you're not comfortable, we can change the assignment. And I said, no, I'm fine. I am a nurse. I worked side by side with men who were nurses and I feel that we're all equally suited to serve our patients and take care of our patients when the nurse left the room and said, okay, no problem, I'm happy to keep the assignment as it's assigned. My mother looked over to me and said, thank you for having that perspective. Uh, Her good friend from college was an ardent advocate for getting more men into the profession of nursing. And my mother said, Susie would be so proud of you. I didn't look at it that way as much as I just looked at it as accepting who was to treat me that they were the most perfect one to be treating me. It happened to be the night that I needed some blood transfusions. And so receiving those blood transfusions throughout the night, this particular nurse, he had to be additionally attentive to me and take my vital signs more often to make sure that the blood was being received into my body in a proper way and that my body wasn't fighting against it and creating a fever and things like that that happened often when we're getting a foreign substance poured into our body. He was very attentive, made me comfortable all night. I couldn't really sleep uh, because it does make one uncomfortable to have a blood transfusion. About 5 o'clock in the morning, a couple of hours before his shift was over, he washed me up and bathed me and got me really comfortable and all cleaned up, and I felt really, really cared for and put together and very comfortable with pillows and all the right spots to keep me comfortable. And as he was coming back into the room, finalizing his shift, he said, may I share something with you? I said, sure. He said, you know, when I was assigned to you today, I couldn't believe that your birthday is the same birthday as my sister, the exact same day, same year. I said, wow, that's, that is something else. He said, yeah. She died from breast cancer two years ago. And there was nothing we could do to save her. And taking care of you tonight felt like me being able to care for her and love on her while I was taking care of you. As soon as I saw your birth date, I felt like I was taking care of my sister. We both kind of cried with each other. And he said, thank you for allowing me to care for you tonight. It was truly a special, special moment. I felt extra blessed that I didn't have a fear or anxious response that the nurse who was just trying to be nice to me coming off the shift earlier, she was not trying to provoke fear in me. She was just trying to be accommodating if having a male nurse was not going to be something I wanted. I felt delighted to be guided to just allow the right nurse, the proper nurse, to take care of me that night. And it was such a big blessing for him and for me to have that special, sacred time as human beings. That to me is what a prayer looks like in real life. That we allow our divinity and we remove our human fears and worries and anxieties and we allow the divineness in each of us to be the connecting point between each other. I'll continue this after the break. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And if you were listening in for the first half of this show on prayer, I shared a very personal experience about my breast cancer journey and a sacred time in the intensive care unit as I was recovering from my double mastectomy. And the nurse who cared for me, he and I shared an incredibly divine bond that nighttime shift. It affected me forever, as it may have affected him forever as well. You know, it's quite possible as a physical human being to actually live in a state of prayer. It's challenging to do, but it's quite possible. It's quite possible to spend more minutes of our lives in more of a prayerful state than in the human hustle and grind state that our ego and intellect tend to be so seduced to live in. Because you see, most people who raised us are comfortable being afraid, worried, full of anxiety, committed to scarcity mindset, scarcity of time, never enough time, never enough time, can't get it all done, scarcity of money, never enough money, don't want money to control me, don't want to be in debt, have to save more, can't make enough, never make enough, never have enough. All of those statements are coming out of fear and anxiety and worry, shame, guilt. The cousin of shame and guilt, embarrassment. All of those feelings of not enough All of those feelings of fear, of loss, are not existing in the spiritual realm at all. Super easy to get into those frames of mind and to commit ourselves to those belief structures. As a corporate executive, it was where we lived, always striving to make budget hire the right people at the right time, have projects on time and on budget, having the fears of all the people above launching into projects and emails and short tempers and meetings. We all bring our crap to wherever we go It's like it's strapped on and it becomes another dimension of how we feel we have to be in the world to control our destiny, to control others, to control the outcome of things. And we don't want to be shamed or embarrassed by being less than or by being stupid or clueless, incompetent. We don't want to make a mistake and be shamed or ridiculed. So we will do almost anything to not have those experiences. And you know, the funny thing is that the antidote is not in the physical realm. The antidote for all of that is to spend more time in union with your spiritualness, with your spiritual partner, your divine co creator, that infinite world where there is no lack, there is no emptiness, there is no incompetence, there is pure love for you. And that's really hard for your ego and intellect to grab a hold of. It's actually impossible for your ego and intellect to appreciate that there is space within you and around you that accepts you wholly, fully, unconditionally. It's really quite impossible for your ego to get that. And it's really impossible for your intellect to get that because the intellect lives in the world that is science based linear cause and effect and when we go deep into prayer when we connect with our divine source and when we become divinity on earth we become the cause. Well, we're actually the cause all the time. <laughs> but what happens when we, when we move ourselves into the divine realm is that we accept that we are the cause. We accept our godliness. We accept our connection to God, to divine to infinite intelligence, to source, when we allow ourselves to move from the realm of humanness, from the physical realm, from the realm of things seeming to be limited into the unlimited, when we move there, we then can see a new way of being, We can see connection. We can see opportunity. We can see unfolding for our greater good. You see, when we accept our divinity, which is what I truly believe is what prayer is, prayer is us accepting the power of our divinity Try to take that in for just a few minutes. You have within you the same energetic, beautiful power that your creator does. One of the truest statements that we must remember as human beings is that you are made in the likeness and image of your creator. So indeed, you are divinity. And in so being, you have the potentiality of it all within you. Within you, you have the potentiality of it all. Now your mind is going to make up stories and, and, and belief systems around what you are and what is possible for you, and it's possibly going to be squeezing down that infinite potentiality, and this is what we do navigating the world as humans, we negotiate down from our divinity. We settle for what our mind can conceive. And if we don't feel great about who we are as a human being, we also settle for being treated less than well. We settle for less because we feel we are less so a true prayerful existence is to recognize and claim your divinity this is why we have such great success in our kick ass career workshop Because it's not just about career. It's about bringing humans into their divinity so that they can thrive in a new way in the physical world. We don't put a great resume on someone who feels crappy. That's called incongruence. That will not work. There will be a reckoning of that division at some point. We'd rather... Do the reckoning up front. We'd rather bring a woman into her wholeness, into her divinity, into the highest level of who she is, and then craft the career plan. Not craft a great career plan and go, all right, how you feeling about this? Oh, my goodness, that's not me. Oh, my goodness, I've never done anything like that before. It's like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. We would never do that. We start with bringing that woman's soul alive again. We start with bringing the essence of divinity back into a thriving, natural, beautiful, higher version of who she is. And then she's able to look at how awesome her skills are, her talents are. Then she's able to accept the excitement and opportunity of the next level of making more money, of having bigger responsibilities, of being able to interview well, of showing up bigger, confident, being able to spark confidence and enthusiasm with her answers at meetings and interviews, etc. This divine spark we all have is accessed through a practice of prayer. It's real easy for me to call this practice of prayer meditation because when we meditate, we are actually going inward and we are bringing the energetic, beautiful, non-physical self forward. And as we do that, we are wiping clean layer after layer of the negative thoughts and feelings we have about ourselves and others. We do a lot of forgiveness work in our workshop. Most of it's inward. We do a lot of clearing of anything that's mucking up the beauty of the soul. It's really quite a wonderful process. And if I didn't go through my breast cancer journey and have all of the divinity through that journey, I wouldn't have figured this out. I wouldn't have come to crafting and creating this wonderful 12-week journey. I wouldn't have been able to do it. What happened is I got pushed so far down into myself that I had no other route but to connect so deep into my divinity. There was no other way out of that experience than to crawl through the channel of my divinity and explore fully who I am on this planet and what that experience was all about for me breast cancer didn't happen to me it literally happened for me without it I wouldn't have grown inward I wouldn't have grown outward when I went back to work after that I was a different woman I was a different leader, a different executive. It took me a while to retrofit into that new identity. I was more myself. I was more grounded. I was deeper, more caring for others. Sure, we had deadlines and stuff we had to accomplish, and there was some hustle and grind involved, of course. Through it all, I came into my own as more of a grounded, deeply committed leader, Wanting my individual team members to thrive. Helping, showing them the way to be a better version of themselves. And that's what we do. All day long as coaches, my team and I, in our Kick-Ass Career workshop where we take women on this journey for 12 weeks. If what I'm talking about today is feeling right for you, And if you're a professional woman and you know you have more potential than you can tap into on your own, you may want to talk to us and have a discovery call. We call it a clarity call because we want to help you get clarity and really help you understand what the next steps are for you. You can book that with us. Super simple. It's mofall.com slash clarity, And you'll come to a booking page and there will be an opportunity to select your time zone. And put in a time slot for making your appointment. I'm going to tell you this. Make that appointment and block out your time. Block out your time so that you have you time. Block out that time so that you can dive into you with one of my trained experts who will take care of you on that phone call. I sometimes call it a career MRI. We're going to do a scan of seeing what's not working for you, what's possible for you, and help you understand if we're the right match from working together. I'm going to say this. Your soul knows that there's more for you. Your soul is tapping you on the shoulder all the time. And if you ignore it, you will eventually get a really big challenge whose only purpose is to help get your attention. I had my breast cancer journey eight years after hiring my first coach. I was working on myself, I was. I was trying to figure it out, be a better version of me, learn the lessons, take on the challenges and grow through them, but I wasn't getting deep enough. And you know, the how I look at it now is my divine helper, the angels and God above, said she's ready for something more. She's ready for that big venture in. Let's help her out. Let's give her something that people will be able to relate to later when she heals and she'll tell a story. And she'll be able to come alive telling her stories. And let's give her angels along the path because we care about her and love her. Let's make sure she gets the right care. Let's help her see that her way through this is through her divinity. And let's help her see that her life after this is one of divine grace. That's how I feel it went down. I will tell you this. The years since then have not been all rainbows and unicorns. I've had challenge after challenge to grow again. It's the path of life. The trials will come, but they keep informing and keep growing me. And I am so ambitious to be the best version of me that I dive right into the next challenge. I've learned to turn my fears and my anxieties into the massive expansion of faith through prayer. Every single morning and many days, other times throughout the day, I spend time quietly connecting with my divinity My prayers don't really look like the prayers I learned as a child. My prayers don't look like the prayers my mother has. My prayers don't come out of a book except the one I'm going to share with you in a minute. My prayers are organic connection with my divinity. And I invite you, I invite you to explore that level of prayer because praying for something that you want and asking for something to be delivered to your life is really losing the connection that you have with your divine creator. To move in that direction, to to explore the depths of you as a growing expanding spiritual being please be with me in these moments I open to feel your grace I open to flood as much faith as I can bring into this situation let my heart be open and full as I connect with my team members May I be surrounded by the expansion and expression of my divinity as I connect to my oneness. And then sit quietly. Breathe. Allow your body to fall away. Allow breath Be easy and thoughts to come and go without attachment allow the depths of the energy that fuels your entire physical being to transcend the physical and move into a feeling state where you can literally feel your energy expanding from within your body and out and past the level of your skin. Where you can feel your heart easily beating and a beautiful energy surrounding that heart. And you can feel your entire body come alive, almost tingling, because you know it's all energy. And you might have a sense of different colors jumping, swirling, becoming a part of you. That's a nice deep prayer. I have Catholic roots. And all my life, growing up, my mother would invoke prayer. Prayer at dinner, prayer breakfast, prayer before bed, prayer before opening Christmas presents on Christmas, extra long prayers before dinner on Sundays and holidays, an extra Our Father thrown in there. And the roots of that prayerful growing up time gave me a sense that there must be something more to it. But as a young person, it just seemed like words we were supposed to recite. I didn't have the sophistication as a a young person to feel the prayer. I didn't understand the true connection of my own divinity invoking a desire of connection to the divinity. I didn't understand that. I went through Catholic high school and Catholic college, and in college I started to move in that direction, feel the prayers, feel the connection. It's been decades now. And I will say that my prayerful existence is not asking for things or asking for relief of my suffering or struggle. It's coming into connection. It's communing with the divine. And a few years ago, I came across the great works of St. Teresa of Avila. She was a Catholic mystic. And this is one common ground my mother and I can meet on since St. Teresa was a Catholic nun in Spain and all of her writings had to get approved by the Pope at the time. She was a very deep mystic, and her words and works are still way ahead of our human existence at this point in time. Here's a prayer from her. Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth, but yours. Yours are the eyes through which Christ looks with compassion into the world, Yours are the feet with which Christ walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which Christ blesses the world. And my prayer in sharing with you today is for you to go inward instead of outside for prayer. Your divine creator has it handled out there. Come inside for your prayer. Connect with yourself. Connect with your soul. Your divinity is there waiting for you. Rush to her as your favorite friend. Rush to her as a long lost lover. Rush to her as the best thing of your day. Come into communion with your soul, with your power, with your strength, with your uniqueness. Be your own expression of Christ and God in the world through the inner you. Let your prayers connect you to your power. Let your prayers bring you in complete congruency with that divine power that exists for all of us to tap into. Spend time every morning connecting to your divinity, bringing that forward through you and into you. That's my prayer with you and for you. This is Coach Mo Fall. We could talk about working together at mofall.com slash clarity, And we will see you next time here on bring your soul to work here at unity radio i absolutely love the soul that you've brought to this earth may you feel power and courage and strength to be that version of you in this beautiful lifetime blessings see you next time Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Geisman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope.